Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio, our party awoke. Tired and battered after their epic battle with a wretched werewolf and its vile pack of wolves. The weather was gloomy, but not gloomy enough to explain why our cleric was feeling exhausted. Now there were two unknowns that our party would brood over as they headed back to Daggerford. Why is Jake exhausted? And did Cullen contract the curse of lycanthropy? With great haste, they departed, hoping that civilization may hold some answers to their questions. Except for Elric, who was looking forward to the comforts of civilization, like carnivals and other things. Well, after a good day of travel on the tradeway, the party made camp next to the Ardeep River. There they fished roasted the Red Wizard's chestnuts, and reminisced about their experiences so far. They all felt like they had, well, you know, gone up a level. It was quite inspirational. Magic rings did not give bad juju. Phases of the moon reminders were set. Acting monologues were practiced. DMs gave FYIs. Then, After another fitful night of sleep, our poor cleric was even more exhausted than before. And even though he was nearing death, he put the quest first and agreed to help interrogate their red wizard prisoner. A rigorous interrogation ensued, one that involved potions, divine books, zones of truth, old cheese, humming, and an intimidating cloak. And though some questions were answered, new questions arose. Where was the mysterious portal that Esmir saw in Thigga's mind? Could it help them find the people of Jolkin? Does wearing a kilt really mean you only need one pair of skivvies? How long does travel in cheese stay good in your backpack? And the future? Is it where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives? Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. It is day three of your trip back from Filand Lodge to Daggerford. Jake's uh, mysterious condition is getting worse as he is now afflicted with three levels of exhaustion. So you are all very anxious to get back to civilization and try and find out, you know, what's wrong with him and how to stop it before it's too late. And you also have a red wizard prisoner that needs to be dealt with, right? So uh, you guys are moving as quickly as your horses will allow. But you still need to give your steeds and yourselves a break along the way. And during one of these breaks, 
uh, Esmir pulls you guys off to the side out of, you know, earshot of the Red Wizard. And she tells you guys in more detail about what she saw in Thegar's head while she was reading his thoughts, right? So now most of his thoughts were about Saz Tam and about how much he hated Jake. <laughs> Bastard. It's like every other time. Every other time I like was his surface thoughts were like, God damn, I hate that cleric. <laughs> But there were still several times during your interrogation uh, when something different popped into his head. Uh, things that I whispered to Esmir uh, that the rest of you guys didn't see. So uh, let's kind of go through that. So first, when you asked about the master that the uh, goblinoids kept mentioning, Esmir, you saw a silhouetted image of a horned and winged humanoid type creature. And that image uh, also surfaced uh, again when uh, Cullen asked about spies in Daggerford. Hmm. Horned winged image. Humanoid? Horned winged humanoid? Yes. Which does not bode well for us. Mm -mm. Yeah, but it's interesting that he would, he would think of that when we mentioned the Ducal Castle. Well, clearly something's going down there. That's yeah. why... And it was Nazia that we've been yeah. suspecting all along. Well, clearly she's an agent because she's got the heterochromia. Right. One of her eyes right. is, so like, you know, special. Maybe, maybe that's what he thought of when he thought of spies in the Ducal Castle. Or maybe it's somebody else in the Ducal Castle, like the Duke <laughs> or his sister, Lady Marwyn, who are... Who are um, being used right now, we don't know. We can speculate until the cows come home. Well, Marwan's always and been straight up with us, has always been straight with us and cool, but the Duke is just a total Right, that's why tool. I think it's Nazia. I think it's Nazia okay, for here, sure. Okay, here's the deal, guys. Okay, it's when gotta you, be. When, when your son's girlfriend has one, two different colored eyes and her last two boyfriends are yeah. dead, you yeah. can kind of like be pretty is, sure. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying. Right, of course. Well, when we first interrogated her at the Lizard's Gizzard, she, I did a perception check and she was fully lying to us. Yeah. But now the image of a, uh, you know, horned and winged creature uh, coincides with something else that you guys discovered in Daggerford. The cat. Yeah. Yeah. That it was a demon. Right. Yeah. That's right. Because the cat, the cat turned out to be a fiend. Yeah. And then when you uh, asked about where the citizens, uh, the citizens of Jolkin were, Esmir, you got the image of a portal. And when you uh, pushed to, you know, probe deeper about the portal, you got a very clear image of it. The portal you saw was a huge, fifty-foot-tall archway made of black stone. And as you pushed you began to see the room where this portal stood. It stood in the center of an immense oblong room with ceilings 40 feet high along the walls, arching to uh, 80 feet high in the center, a huge room. And as your view widened out, uh, you saw four corridors leading off from this chamber. And each corridor was blocked off by a pulsing sphere of white light. Then, all around the edges of the room, you saw eight broad staircases, and atop each staircase was a red stone altar. 
and uh, your view continued to widen out. But before you could see where this portal was located, Thegar pushed you out of his head and the image was lost. Well, we cleared out Jolkin, right? So as far as we know, there's not there. I think, um, Esmir, I have a hypothesis, guys. I think they used some portal, because he thought about it when I said Jolkin, and I think that they took the people, they marched the people out of Jolkin, and they took them to the portal, and the portal took them to wherever they are now. That's what I think. It's my hypothesis. I, th- I agree. That's a solid hypothesis. Yeah. Hypothesis. I'm going to draw a picture for you guys, and then you guys, we can all have it fresh in our minds what it looks like. I'll get out me cartography set. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys finish up your little powwow here. You mount back up and continue south to Daggerford. And around late afternoon, you crest that familiar hill, and you see the familiar sight of the Delambeer River and the walled city of Daggerford sitting upon its shore. All right. So you spur your horses forward, and a couple hours later, you arrive at the now packed and bustling caravan grounds. And you look around the refugee camp as you make your way closer, and you see the smoke rising up from many small campfires as hundreds of refugees mill about or huddle around their makeshift shelters. And as you get closer, uh, you once again see some of the hard cheese halflings pushing their uh, food carts around, helping these refugees out. But even though the sights are familiar, something feels different. Uh, everyone, roll an insight check. Okay, skills, intimidation, insight. Okay, here we go. 21. 13. 11. Oh, Jake. Disadvantage. But he's still got like a bless and some stuff. Yeah, it's my plus seven does wonders. So, Colin, you look around and you get a sense that something is different. Uh, like a different energy within the camp. You know, though it's still the same, you know, dreary refugee camp, uh, you kind of pick up uh, a buzz of liveliness that wasn't here before. So, Cullen, roll me a perception check. Uh, Seven. Okay, so you can feel it, uh, right? But you can't seem to get a sense of what's causing it. Ah, oh, Jake, are you nodding off there? Yes. I'm so tired. Look, look about. Do you, the things look a little different to you. I have this feeling something's not quite right around here. Seems like there's a different energy about the place. I feel no energy at all. Not even in me. <laughs> Esmeralda, do you feel it? Uh, yeah, you know what? Now that you mention it, I do. Can I roll? Sure. Now that Cullen has brought it to your attention, uh, everyone can go ahead and roll perception if they'd like. Okay, perception. Four. Oof. Thirteen. Oh, Jake, twenty, but twenty was dropped. Oh, we need to find help for our friend. Hmm. I'm gonna use an inspiration and try the and try my perception again. Twenty-two. Nice. Cool. Okay, now you see something, and it seems to be where this energy is coming from, and so I whispered it to you in the chat window there. Uh. Got it? Yeah, I'm gonna pull my horse up and go 
next to one of the hard cheeses at a cart. Okay, so you guys ride into the refugee camp. And now, Esmir, you said earlier that you wanted to ride into the caravan grounds with the red wizard uh, floating like a balloon. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do that now? Yeah. Yeah. And we tied a, a rope to him so he looks like a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> we tie him up real good. We did the slip jimmy, okay? Okay. So you uh, cast your levitate spell onto Thegar Grimm. And as he uh, begins to float up, he starts squirming, right? And you hear him begin to, like, panic. Uh, but then he, uh, he begins to realize what's happening because, you know, he did overhear you guys talking about this the other day. And you then hear him uh, become annoyed, right? And I slap him on the butt as he's floating up. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun, bud. And uh, who's holding the rope? I am. Okay. Just to piss him off. All right. So uh, you guys are right in with the red wizard floating about, you know, 20 feet above Jake there. And uh, you see Thegar has stopped squirming, right? He's just floating there. Uh, he's kind of, and he's given up on life, accepting his fate. <laughs> and, and then you uh, ride up to a halfling uh, tending to his food cart. Say, Master Hardcheese. And he turns to you and he says, hello there. Ah. And then you watch as he uh, slowly follows the rope up to the floating person. <laughs> uh, how may I help you? <laughs> so over there against the, uh, near the, uh, the gate to the south, there's a dozen carts and carriages where was trade returned. And when Cullen says that, uh, the rest of you look in that direction, right? And you see what he's talking about. You see eight wagons lined up there. Uh, there's no draft horses tied to them yet. Uh, but you do see, you know, Daggerford militia all around them. And you see common folk loading them up with crates and uh, chests and such. And as you observe this, you also notice that most of the people out here in the caravan grounds, right? are looking at you guys and the noise out here is kind of lowered to a whisper and many people are pointing at your red balloon <laughs> <laughs> and the halfling uh, turns back to you uh, and says well not really trade per se but the duke has ordered a group of soldiers and commoners to leave for Jolkin the day after tomorrow. Aye. Yeah, so there's quite a bit of excitement about that because the raids seem to be slowing down and now there's hope that Jolkin can get fixed up. So the Duke has, you know, tasked this group with securing and repairing the village so, you know, it can be repopulated. Uh, hopefully, hopefully by its original citizens tomorrow, Willing. And I'm sure uh, some of these, you know, refugees who lost everything may be considering a new life in Jolkin. Nice. Huh. Yes, and that's fine news. Aye. Who's uh, in charge around here? Can you point him out to me? Well, Sir Istival and Lady Morwen seem to be in charge. Aye. And uh, Curran Corvelin is, you know, overseeing much of the operation. But I, I don't see any of them out here right now. Hey, Archies. Hello. Do you like our balloon? <laughs> um, it's a bad guy on a string. <laughs> uh, Isn't that funny? <laughs> is, is, he, is he dangerous? He's a red wizard. You've heard of the red wizards, haven't you? Oh, 
only in in scary campfire stories. Yeah. Well, we got one at the end of this rope. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. And and are they really evil wizards that that use children's blood to tattoo their heads? That's right. And they're also balloons. <laughs> <laughs> and I like pull on the string, you know, a couple times, just like yank, yank, to like make them kind of turn around and stuff the way like a little kid does with his balloon. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear, you hear Thagar go, ugh, when you pull on this rope. <laughs> um, so why are you bringing him here? He is the reason why Jolkin is in such disarray at this moment, you see. We have brought him back for justice. <laughs> and the halfling is, you know, he's just uh, looking at the red wizard and you guys with like, you know, awe. Whoa, you guys are heroes. I know, dude. Here, <laughs> how much for a wedge of that cheese? I got to <laughs> replenish my supply. Oh, well, here you go. It's on the house. No need for payment. Why, thank ye. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I've been missing the cheese. <laughs> I used up me last bit on the last adventure. We haven't been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. We take pride in our cheese, us harder cheeses. It's a hard traveling cheese. <laughs> it's it's hard traveling with the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, hard cheese. Yes? Where's Sherlin? Um... What is... Why don't, you, why don't you be a little bit nicer, Jake? What? I think... I think she would like to get a glimpse of this balloon. Hard cheese, do you know where everybody is? <laughs> hey, hard cheese. How do I fix my sleeplessness? You'll see. Oh, yeah. You look like you need a nice long rest. I do. You know, after a long day of making cheese, uh, sometimes <laughs> I have trouble relaxing, too. But, you know, a little twinkling pipeweed always seems to help me sleep. It might help you, because mm -hmm. you seem a little stressed out. I am so stressed out. I think that you're right. I think maybe I should pack up a... A pipe of smoke monsters with some twinkling pipeweed. Hey, that's a smart idea. I slap him on the shoulder. Thank you. Let us enter the city. Okay. Let us. All right. So you guys start making your way to the gate. And you can see that pretty much everyone uh, in the caravan grounds here are watching you and your human balloon there. And there is, you know, much murmuring and whispering as you trot along. And you see, you see that a crowd of people suddenly surround the halfling you were just talking to. And you can tell that they're, you know, asking him a barrage of questions. And as you near the gate, suddenly the murmuring and whispering stops and like a, a hush comes over the grounds. And you see, gracefully trotting out over the bridge towards you is a beautiful white horse. And atop this horse, rides Lord Darfin Flotion. And he rides up to you and stops. And even though, you know, the sun is hidden by the clouds, his bronze skin and long gold hair seem to, you know, shimmer as if illuminated by sunlight. And then he looks up and fixes his gold eyes upon the floating red wizard. And then he says, so can I assume your mission was successful? 
I, I think you can. Quite successful. We threw the ring on the bottles, and one of them hit the bottle, and we got this prize. <laughs> and I've got a bastard on a string. <laughs> it was quite a treat. It was quite a treat to watch. Yes, I'm sure. I would have greatly enjoyed witnessing you take this red wizard down. Yes. Yes. But Jake, Jake is ill. Can you take a look at him, Lord, and see what ails him? He looks over at Jake, you know, looks him over. Hmm. Sir Jake, what ails you, my good cleric? I haven't slept in days. I've had nightmares that I can't remember, and I've got a bastard on a string. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can see you. You look quite pale. And he's exhausted. And I'm exhausted, and I'm three levels of exhaustion. And I noticed it about three ten day ago. Not three ten days. I meant three days. <laughs> one three day ago. <laughs> Point three ten yes, days. One three day ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you been eating and drinking? I have been eating and drinking. You must stay hydrated when adventuring. I've been staying hydrated, uh, my good elf. I don't know what is happening to me, but there are sometimes I think that I'm cursed by this bastard on a string, and there's times when I think my own god has forsaken me. I don't know what's going on, but I cannot sleep, and I'm just exhausted. Well, if you think you are cursed, have you performed remove curse on yourself? I tried to remove the curse. It didn't work. Perhaps need... then it is not you that is cursed. Perhaps. You're carrying a cursed item. I'm telling you, it's those rings. That's, that's why I've been looking at these different items, but we checked the ma- the rings had no magic at all. We didn't look at this little thing, and I pull out the octopus head <sighs> idol. Oh, no. And I hold it up to him. Cthulhu. I don't know if it's this thing, baby, or perhaps my silver snuff box, you see. I've smoking, smoked. I've smoking it, did. I have smoking it, did, from my pipe of smoke monsters before this all started happening. Uh, that didn't seem to be the problem, but I also... So you're just going through your bag, pulling things out and saying, could it be I this? I just like pulling this stuff out. And I've got my little tinderbox. Hang on, uh, down here somewhere is my little ebony, my, my, uh, little ebony coffer. And I pull out this ebony coffer that's holding my, um, my, uh, quills, I believe. I put in there. Hi, Jake. I have an orc map. How would that help I've you tell if it a ball? <laughs> He's not even listening. I've got this chair <laughs> and this remote this control. Is <laughs> <laughs> this is I don't need this remote control. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are watching uh, Jake rummage through his backpack, the levitate spell wears off. And Stegar falls from the sky. Whoa! And slams onto <laughs> the ground. Boom! And he lays there in the dirt, uh, moaning. Oh, oh hey! You forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sir Jake, I wish I could tell you what ailment has befallen you, but I can perhaps help you with your exhaustion, at least temporarily. And he reaches into a pouch 
and he pulls out uh, like a small vial filled with a glittery powder. And he pours it in, uh, out into his hand, and he tells you that it is diamond dust from a crushed up diamond. Ooh. Yeah. And then uh, he begins to chant words in Elvish as he starts casting a spell. And then he flicks the diamond dust on you. And as it falls upon you, Jake, you suddenly feel a positive energy fill your being. You're bejeweled. You're bejeweled. <laughs> yes, you are now bejeweled in diamond glitter. And you're... <laughs> <laughs> you feel much better and more awake uh, as two levels of exhaustion have now been removed from you. Huh, but not the third. But not the third, correct. So I look at Flotion and say, Oh, my Lord Agba, I feel like a half a million bucks. <laughs> what was it? What am I cursed with, Lord Flotion? Well... I wish I could tell you, but I just don't know. I think that I need to strip down and run through the streets of Daggerford. Get away from all of my belongings and see if I can sleep. Well, that's just the diamond dust talking. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, uh, you know, minus the running around naked part, that you may be onto something. For, you know, the world is filled with wondrous magical items. But... Not all of them were created to serve the light. No, many were created to further the cause of chaos and evil intent. I, I really need to like take all my stuff and put it somewhere else and go through things one by one. Maybe it's that idol. Well, speaking of idol. evil, let us have a look at this red wizard. And Lord Flotion dismounts, and he walks over to Thegar, lying on the ground there, and he sits him up, and he pulls off the blindfold and ungags him, uh, and he looks him over, and he says, Welcome to Daggerford, Red Wizard. Ready to spend some time in our dungeon? And, you know, Thegar, he squints from the daylight, and he looks up at Darfin, and then a big smile forms on his face. Oh, what an honor! Has the illustrious Lord Dauphin Flotion come to escort me to the dungeon? <laughs> well, I feel very special. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. And I'm I... going to kick him in the balls and say, You <laughs> shut up when the elf's talking. <laughs> and then I look up, and then I look up at Flotion, like, Did I do good? <laughs> Yeah, she's very subtle. <laughs> oh, Flotion, uh, he looks around, and then he bends down to you. Perhaps we shouldn't be so heavy-handed in front of the commoners. Oh, We should okay. present ourselves as more cool. Cool. noble. Yeah, like cool-like. Yeah, cool-like. Okay. Yes, okay. cool. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, so Thegar is kneeling in front of Flotion there, holding his groin, wincing and moaning in pain. Uh, uh. And then uh, you notice that his moaning uh, turns into, like, chuckling. Uh. <laughs> you may act as tough as you like. You can kick me and parade me around like a balloon, but that will not mask your true feelings, your feelings of fear, the fear that the red wizards will finally grind your father's dreams to dust. 
all those centuries of hard work to unite the good people of the Western Heartlands, erased from history. Even the elves hiding in Evermeet will forget your father's legacy and only remember his failure. Yes, Longwalker, you feel this as you helplessly watch your beloved lands crumble amidst chaos and death. And just like your father's dreams were crushed by a lich in the mirror of dead men, yours will now be forever extinguished by another lich, one even more powerful. <laughs> and there's nothing that you or your little bumbling band of adventurers can do to stop it. Oh, Darfin, can I please kick him in the balls again? <laughs> Darfin then says, enough of this. And he casts a spell, and you see that, you know, Thegar is still talking and laughing, but you can no longer hear him. Ooh. Ah, the cone of silence. I like that. And you can all tell that uh, Thegar's words have flustered Lord Flotion. Mm -hmm. uh, he still looks, you know, calm on the outside, but you can tell that uh, that his usual, you know, elvish serenity has left him. Right. So I want to ask him, um, I want your advice on the best course of action to make sure that this uh, Thigar Grin gets the justice that he truly deserves. If we bring him to Sherlin, who I really don't trust all that much, she'll be able to lock him in a cage at least, and I could get away from him because I need to get I need to get away from him. Um, do you think that's the smartest move, or should we present him to the crowds right now? Well. We must continue to interrogate him and try to learn what he knows, but we can't do it out here in front of everyone. So I think the best and most uh, secure option is to take him to the Ducal Castle and throw him in the dungeon there. Aye. Right, right. I concur. Quite right. Right. Right, right. Let's go. To the dungeons. To the dungeons. Okay. And Lord Flotion mounts his steed and says, I was on my way to my family's estate to reunite with my sister, Shalendra. But now that will have to wait. She will understand, for when it comes to the schemes of the Red Wizards, time is of the essence. And he spurs his horse forward and heads for the city gate. And he calls out uh, to one of the guards, find Sir Istival and tell him to meet us at the Ducal Castle at once. And the guard runs off into the city, and you guys enter the city gate and begin to make your way through the center of Daggerford. And ahead of you, you can see the Ducal Castle sitting atop its hill, and you also begin to see people uh, stop what they're doing and watch you as you slowly trot by. You've never seen a red wizard before. And Darfin says, oh, many of them have. They've seen them hang right here in the market square. Okay. Hey, where, where, where was your sister this whole time? Well, my sister left the Sword Coast for Evermeet quite some time ago. She left over some disagreements with our father. And I thought I would never see her again, for those who go to Evermeet rarely return. Mm -hmm. But word of our father's death eventually reached the Green Isle, and the news stirred her to return, I suppose. 
and she wants to apologize and be part of the family again and help me continue our father's legacy with the destroyed portals and the house of long silences. Aye, but there's got to be one at least still working. Oh, I wish that were true, Sir Cullen. But even after many years, I have been unable to recreate the ancient elven magic that gave the portals their power. Interesting. I've been thinking a lot about this. Ever since that wizard, we we were reading his mind, you see. Esmeralda found this potion, and we could tell he had an image in his mind of a portal. Mm. So before he comes to his death, is there any way you think you might be able to get the information out of him? Where it could be? Hmm. Interesting. I myself believe that it's in the Forlorn Hills. Hey, we, he thought of it when we talked about Jolkin, and I think that they took the people from Jolkin through a portal. Mm. And I saw the portal. I have to draw it out for you, but I saw it in his mind. Hmm. Very interesting. Yes, send me this drawing so that I may study it. I shall let you know if I learn anything. Plus, I think there's something suspicious about your sister, but we could talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you come upon the... Can I ask him one more question? Hey. Sure. If we leave this piece of red scum in the Dougal Castle's dungeons, okay... And there's bad guys, spies in the dungeon, in the castle. What if they let him out? So you believe the Ducal Castle has been compromised? Yes, sir. Because remember when we told you about the you-know-who and the what and the other thing? Nazia. Ah, yes. Yeah, remember that? Yes, I remember. That's suspicious too, don't you think? Yes. We will have to take extra precautions, you're right. I will arrange for Delphin the wizard to come to the dungeon and place uh, magical wards around the cell to okay. to prevent any attempts to remove the prisoner uh, oh, without myself or like, Sir Istival's assistance. Yeah, it's like Arkham Asylum. They always put the bad guys <laughs> in there and then they always get out and there's like another whole story going on. It never <laughs> is ends. This, is this uh, Arkham uh, dungeon in Cormier? Kind of. Yes, it's yeah. a Cormirian jail. <laughs> they put all the bad guys there, and then they always get out. And it's the same thing happens again and again. Well, we will have to make sure that that, that doesn't happen here. Yeah. Okay, that's right. I know. All right, so you uh, begin to make your way up the hill to the Ducal Castle, and you pass the Morning Glow Tower there, and up ahead you see... Oh, I wanted to stop at the Temple of Amantor, at least look inside and see if the guy was in there. Me too. Okay. Well, you look over at the temple, and uh, you see that the front entrance is closed, and the windows are dark, right? Because it's it's late, right? It's early evening, um, and it seems like no one's there. So uh, perhaps you'll have to come back tomorrow. Okay, I'll just have to remember to do it. I want to tell him that that Alvin Gisson will not be returning for duty. Yes. And so you pass the temple and arrive at the gate to the Ducal Castle. And you see guards up on the stone palisades and around the gate. Uh, and with Lord Flotion up in front, they move to the side and allow you all to pass. No questions asked. And you make your way up uh, up the hill towards the manor, passing through uh, courtyards with 
beautifully arranged herb and fruit gardens. And the gardeners tending to these grounds, they stop what they're doing and they watch as you pass. And as you near the Duke's fortified manor, six heavily armed and armored soldiers come out to meet you. And then, uh, stepping out in front of them, is Lady Morwen Daggerford. Her long white hair flowing down her armored shoulders. Ooh. I'm going to elbow Esmere and give her a wink. There's your girlfriend. Yes, there she is. <laughs> and when you stop, she says, Lord Flotion, to what do we owe the honor of this visit? Do you wish an audience with the Duke? And uh, Flotion says, uh, No, m'lady. Uh, Sir Istival's compatriots here have eliminated the Knoll Raiders north of Daggerford and have captured a red wizard who we believe is behind the unrest along the Sword Coast and is most likely behind the incident at Jolkin. I take get off my horse and I pull him down with me and stand him up roughly next to me. And as you can see, uh, we are now in need of a secure dungeon so that we may hold this criminal and question him further. Yeah. Uh, then Lady Morwen, uh, she walks up to Thagar, who's being, you know, propped up there by Cullen, and she looks him over for a moment. And uh, then she looks at you guys. So, you are the adventures that Sir Istval has been talking about. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, your reputation precedes you. I've heard about your exploits with the goblinoids of Jolkin and the orcs of Harpshield. Impressive work. I remake a good team. Yeah. I see. Well, I'm pleased to finally meet the team. I am Morwen Daggerford, sister of the Duke, Master of Arms, and Duchess of Daggerford. But I feel like I've like I've met you before. Yes, yes, you were there at the shanties. And you confronted my brother when he was searching for the bloke. Yeah. That's right. Well, I don't know if I'd call it a confrontation so much. I mean, I was being polite. I, I can't really speak for everybody, but we are a team here. <laughs> Stop with the niceties, boy. <laughs> well, it, it seems that in his frustration, my brother missed a golden opportunity to work with a brave and cunning team to help him find his precious antique. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And no one listened. Everyone no one had listened. their snoots up in the air. And your brother had no faith in our skills. And I spit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's tired. And she uh, looks down at where you spit, uh, and then she looks back up and, and she says, um, Well, uh, if truth be told, I'm glad he didn't hire you. It would have only uh, distracted you from the truly important deeds that you have done for the people of Daggerford and, and, the, and then the Sword Coast. And uh, on behalf of the Duke and myself, I thank you. And she gives you like a slight bow. And I will make sure that you are handsomely rewarded for your brave deeds. Cool. And then you hear from behind you, I knew it! Uh, and you all turn and look back, and you see Sir Istival making his way up the hill, huffing and puffing and waving his finger frantically. I knew it! I knew the Red Wizards were involved. 
It's the baby. High five, man. <laughs> you mean low five. Come on. Chink, chink. No, she's got the magic boots. She just jumps up there. <laughs> and he says, uh, good work, my friends. Once again, you've proved your skills. That's right, man. You have succeeded in capturing a red wizard. Exactly what we needed. Tell me, what have you learned? He's an evil necromancer. Ugh, he was reanimating the corpses below in the crypt. Yes. I don't know. Does that give you any ideas of what he might have been up to? I mean, in this bigger plan, we don't really know. He won't tell us anything. He's stubborn as hell. Oh, a tough nut to crack, eh? I... Oh, yeah. Hey, Isti, a couple of things, though. Uh, we interrogated him and we did a spell. I did a spell. I had a potion of mind reading. And oh, very clever. first of all, huh? I said very clever. I know. I know. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> first of all, he really hates Jake a lot. Okay. Hmm. He that, looks over at Jake. Really? Yeah, he really hates Interesting. Jake. Interesting. I and shrug. when we mentioned Jolkin, he pictured in his mind a portal. Oh, a portal. Which is very interesting. I could draw it for you later. Very and good. And then he kept getting images of a horned winged beast in his mind every time we asked him about stuff. Horned winged beast, you say? I think that was just his creator. He said several times that he was more, he was uh, m more afraid of speaking its name than he was of dying. Right. And so... Every time we asked about his master, who's pulling the strings, he had that image in his head. Hmm. And he gives Lord Flotion a worried look. Infernal writings, a horned winged creature, afraid to speak its name. This is grave news indeed. It means that the Red Wizards have aligned themselves with the Nine Hells. Da, da, and da. Uh, when he says that, uh, you see Lady Morwen and the soldiers kind of get a horrified look on their faces. Oh, boy. Damn. Yes. But even though this is a dire revelation, it is more than we knew yesterday, thanks to our adventuring friends here. Aye. Yes. And with this new information, we can better prepare ourselves for their evil collaboration. Aye. Yes. yes. And then you all hear Thegar laugh under his gag. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drag him to the dungeon where he can rot well. Exactly. And and Flotion, he agrees with you. Uh, and he says, yes, time to make this red wizard's life more uncomfortable. Yeah. And at that, uh, Lady Morwen gives a signal and her soldiers uh, move up and they grab Thegar. And they begin to escort him into the keep. And uh, Lord Flotion follows. And Lady Morwen then uh, turns back to you guys and says, uh, thank you, adventurers, until we meet again. And then she turns uh, to follow Flotion. Are they gonna invite us in for a, you know, a wee bit of coffee, maybe some tea or? <laughs> She just keeps walking and heads into the keep. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've got things. To, we've all got things to do. <laughs> I roll my eyes. <laughs> and Sir Istable says, "Yes, yes. There will be time for that later, my friends. But first, I must speak to you about an important matter concerning our next move." 
Team Huddle, Team Huddle. Team Huddle, yes. You guys uh, gather up close and Sir Istival gives you uh, gives you a double thumbs up. Great job, guys. Great job. <laughs> well, you know, you do what you do. Yes, and I know you've been, you know, working your tails off fighting the forces of evil here, but, but I have another favor to ask of you. Cool. Not sure if you've heard, but a caravan is leaving the day after tomorrow for Jolkin. Kelson Darktreader is leading the expedition, okay. and I would like you four to accompany him as an escort. That sounds like a good idea, sir, Estevall. Aye, wild horses couldn't keep me away. Excellent. Wait, wait, who's going? Kelson Darktreader. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Aye, I would like to see in one more time if I could in life. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Your assistance will help ensure a safe arrival. And I also believe your presence will persuade more people to take the journey. You know, your exploits have not gone unnoticed by the citizens and refugees of Daggerford. You've begun to make quite a name for yourselves, even though they don't know what to call you. Uh, you guys really need to work on coming up with a name. I... Uh. But uh, I must confess that I have an ulterior motive for your assistance. Mm. Oh, do we have to spy on somebody? No, no. Uh, I am asking that once the caravan reaches Jolkin, that you continue east and visit Firehammer Hold. Mm. I'm beginning to worry about Jack. Oh, Jack. So he never returned? No, he he has not. Nor have I received any word since he left. Wow. And with all that's going on and uh, all the things that you have discovered, I have to know that he is all right. Ever since the company of the Sunlit Sea rescued him from the slave-fighting pits of Hiddlesfar, he has become my closest and most trusted friend. And, well... He means a great deal to me, and I need him by my side for the upcoming fight that you all know we are about to face. Mm. Yes, yes. I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. You've all formed a special bond between each other over your time together these past few months, yes? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes sometimes I don't know where I end and they begin. <laughs> that was a little weird. <laughs> See, yes, yes, I knew you would understand. So what say you? Will you do this for me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course we will. Anything for you, Isti. We've got to go. It's on the way. Excellent. I knew I could count on you. Thank you. Now, I suggest you go back to my place and take a bath because you all smell quite awful. <laughs> and get some rest. Then I yawn. Especially you, Sir Jake. You look exhausted. I feel tired. Oh, yes. We need Estival, our friend. Jake, he's not well. He's been cursed or he's poisoned or something, and we need to help him somehow. Hmm. That is not good. Well, I tell you what. I have felt this way many times after a hard adventure, and a warm meal and a hot bath and a soft bed does wonders to get you back to feeling like yourself again. So, I suggest you go home, and rest, and we will uh, reassess your condition in the morning. And if you are still uh, out of sorts, we will figure it out together. Thank you, Sir Istival. You're a good man. 
Very good. Now, you go do that, and I will join the others and oversee securing the Red Wizard and his interrogation. Okay. Right, and then right. uh, we will talk more after you've rested. Okay. And with that, he turns and heads uh, into the keep. All right, so what do you guys want to do? You want to head back to Saristival's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so you guys head back down the hill and out of the gate, and uh, as you exit the gate, you see waiting for you... Guess who? Curran. Yeah, I knew it. Curran! Curran! Hi, Curran. How do you doing? And I say, I look at him, I go, hello, Curran. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you don't trust him. He's just a pleasant little halfling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't trust him. He's always popping up, showing up all the time. He knows where we are all the time. Oh, he's, he's like, just a guy oh. that gets us from one plot point to the next. Mm-hmm. Hello, mm-hmm. my friends. It's so good to see you. I had to come and see what all the hubbub was about. Yeah. The whole, the whole town is in a tizzy. Did you guys really <laughs> capture a red wizard? We did indeed. How you just missed it. Oh, darn. We took him to the dungeon. Boy, Lady Luck is sure smiling on you and your adventures. Can Lady Luck figure out why I'm so tired? <laughs> have you have you tried a nap? That always works for me. Ah, thought so. <laughs> I'm going to roll my eyes and keep walking. <laughs> hey, how's Colin Jr.? Oh, he's he's great. Yeah, he's uh he uh he cries a lot. Oh. Especially at night. <laughs> but yeah, he's doing great. It shows know. he's got good, strong lungs. Yeah, sure, I, I suppose so. Are there anything else going on in town since we've been gone? Well, let's see. Oh, the arrival of new refugees has almost completely stopped. Nice. Which is great news. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, oh yeah, there's a caravan uh, leaving for Jokin to begin uh, repairs on the village. Are you coming with us? Oh, you guys are going too? Ah, yes, we are. Oh, well, put a copper in me cup. That's great news. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think I'll be much help out there. I'm much more of a, you know, a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. You know, I've been helping uh, with the logistics of the caravan, recruiting folks to take the journey, but, yeah, the traveling's not for me, you know. Ah, you think your luck might have run out? Well, I don't want to push my luck. It's still dangerous out there beyond the walls. But Lady Luck, she'll save you. She wouldn't let anything bad happen to you because you're one of her favorites. Aw, you're just saying that to make me feel good, Esmir. Come on, you don't know that. Sure, you say it all the time. Lady Luck is on your side. Didn't you, like, win the lottery and then fall into a pit of money and then something else all in one day? Well, sort of like that. Yeah. It wasn't really a pit. Something. <laughs> but it's yeah. more like a depression. <laughs> hey, you know what? All this good news calls for a celebration at the Lady Luck Tavern. What do you say? Dinner and drinks on your old pal, Curran. All right. Oh, cool. Cool. Maybe we can play threes. Of course. Whatever you guys want to do, it'll be fun. So you guys, uh, you go get cleaned up, take a bath because you stink, and uh, meet me at the tavern tonight and we'll party. Sounds good. I say, sounds great. Right, right. You're buying. <laughs> Remember? Oh, yeah. Dinner and drinks on me. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Nice. Hi. 
Now you've earned me respect. Oh, wow. That's all it took? You give this guy dinner and a drink, he'll do anything for you. Well, a few ales anyway. (laughs) And so... We leave our party heading to festivals to shower up and hit the town. For tomorrow will be the start of a new adventure. Will Lady Luck smile upon our heroes tonight? Is it hard traveling cheese? Or is it hard traveling with the cheese? Does Jake really have a remote control in his pack? And what is Arkham Asylum? And why do the bad guys always break out? Well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Rule Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so the party has made it back to Daggerford, and they're up for some new quests. Uh, we're going to finally get to go to Firehammer Hold that we've heard so much about. And hopefully see Jack, who we met in like, what, episode two, I think. But, you know, it's a long way to the dwarf hold. And, you know, a lot can happen on the way there. In fact, uh, I'm going to leave the Scourge of the Sword Coast module for a bit until uh, the players get to Firehammer Hold. And I'm going to try some types of encounters that we haven't done before, including myself as a DM. So I'm very excited about it. It should be very interesting. So stay tuned. And uh, be sure to subscribe to Roll Radio so you don't miss out on any of the fun. And we hope you're having fun listening to the show. I hope you're enjoying the editing and the awesome music and sound effects from Sirenscape.com that really enhance the game and the adventure. And hey, if you can, please consider becoming a patron. Your support will help us, you know, pay for our expenses and, you know, help us to keep improving the show for you guys. So head over to RollRadio.com and follow the link. And while you're there, check out the links to our uh, social media sites and a link to Andrew Capone, who composed and produced the Roll Radio theme. And of course, a link to Wizards of the Coast. All right, thanks again, everybody, and be sure to tune in next time because the players are going to party and Elric is going to try and find a date, which, let me tell you right now, is not that easy with Jake around.